0: Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform.
1: Good day everyone and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who supported me through this journey. I've been talking to a lot of people lately and they've been talking about the job market and specifically what's going on. Is there a lot of work out there? A lot of HR people are finding that there's just not enough work or there are just not enough skilled jobs out there. So today we're going to be talking about that specifically. And my guest today is Sarah Grieb Cerny. Now, Sarah is a seasoned NHR leader with over 20 years of extensive experience as an employee performance ninja guru, people champion, relationship builder, and result driver. She has a broad cross-culture and cross-functional background in leading strategic planning at organizations such as Amazon and top five companies. She is a versatile, responsible leader who understands people at all levels and effectively motivates others to attain goals and objectives. I came across this person and we connected on LinkedIn and we became friends right away. She's a super individual and I'm so happy to have her on today. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you for the
0: nice introduction and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about.
1: Uh, I bet how are things going on your end? How's things in your world?
0: So, my world is great, but I can tell you from networking that not everybody is feeling the same as I am. Okay. And so, hopefully our conversation today will help others who are HR professionals, talent acquisition professionals, feel like they can get a better grasp of the job market and figure out some ways to help them really navigate what it looks like today.
1: For sure. How was the summer? Did you have a good summer?
0: Awesome summer. Did a lot of traveling, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, can't go wrong with that, can you?
0: Absolutely not. It's it's, it's my passion. It's what I do. So HR is what I do during the day traveling or planning traveling is what I do during the night. It's
1: the- <laughs> awesome. I do like to travel too. So I'm with you on that. Traveling is always fun. Before we begin, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? Let's go. Your question is what would you be doing if you could turn your hobby into a career? It has nothing to do with
0: HR, which is incredibly funny, but mm-hmm. Typically, it never does. I would be, I don't know if you've heard of Rick Steves or Samantha Brown, but I want to be them. And so I would be planning travel, doing something travel related. A fun little nugget about me is that I have a travel blog that I'm not very good at keeping up. When I say I love to travel, I absolutely mean it. I'm absolutely passionate about it. And I would love to show myself as well as everybody every inch of this world.
1: That's my goal. That sounds amazing. Okay, it does. I, I would love to be part of that as well. Well,
0: will let for you sure. know if I accomplish that goal. I don't know. It, it's a pretty hard goal, but we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. When you do, let me know for sure. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your story?
0: Yeah. So you already gave a great introduction about what I do and how I've been in HR for over 20 years. I tend to see that I am more of like a a fossil when it comes to HR. But that's great because I think that all of the experiences that I've had through the years have really formed me into the HR professional that I am today. I have done pretty much everything you can think of from an HR standpoint to comp and benefits and talent acquisition. But where I really like to play is in the employee relations performance management Realm, but anything when it comes to people and helping the organizations figure out what people looks like for the organization is where I really like to add to my experience.
1: And have you found that it's changed over the years?
0: It absolutely has. I think when I first started, there was a lot of titles that were very indicative of what HR was supposed to be. We were the police officers. We were the pencil pushers. We were the ones to really do the compliance. People didn't really like HR. And I think through the years, I've seen it change quite a bit in the sense of we are now more of thought partners to the business. And we really have become, from a standpoint, if the organization is forward thinking, we have a place at the table. And so that's really exciting from an HR standpoint. And for those of us who have careers in HR, to see that change, that shift. So I'm excited to see it continue to shift. I think some things that we've done as HR professionals over the last few years has been quite dynamic and transformative in the business sense of COVID. For some reason, every business thought that HR professionals knew how to deal with a pandemic. None of us did. But all of us were the aficionados of how do we navigate this? And so I think those of us who've gone through that have been able to prove what great value we add to an organization. And again, those forward thinking organizations are the ones that we want to continue working with and continuing to put our footprints on too.
1: How would you say to, we're talking about the job market today for HR professionals. How would you say the job market for HR professionals is right now?
0: For no other words, it's very bland and it's very scary. I have seen over, since the beginning of this year, a lot of organizations have been doing layoffs. So a lot of those big companies that you think of, the Googles, the Amazons, Facebooks, Metas, whatever, and a lot of the tech companies in general have been doing mass layoffs. We're talking 5, 10,000 people. And so I saw a stat in July, I think it was like over 200,000 people had been laid off so far this year. I obviously don't have the backing number at this point, but that number is astounding. And out of that, a lot of those people are HR and talent acquisition professionals. And the reason behind that from where I sit is that we're seen as a cost center. We don't bring a lot of money into the business. What the business doesn't think about is that we actually save the business a ton of money. It's a double-edged sword. So as things start to flip, I think organizations are starting to say to themselves, oh boy, we've got this compliance issue. We've got some risk issues from termination standpoint. And we've got rid of all of our professionals. I've also seen too in the market that because of all of these layoffs within the talent acquisition teams, that the turnaround for people who are actually looking for jobs is a lot slower, because there's a lot of people who don't have those skills to market the organization, sell the organization, and actually go through the processes of hiring somebody. And I'm hoping that it's turning. But right now, Now it's still uncertain. I see a lot of people who used to get jobs and get offers without actually looking for jobs be stagnant for several months. I actually was talking to a friend of mine who is in the career coaching side of things. And she said that the average exempt HR professional these days is taking over four months to find a job. And again, I think there's ways to really look at what you're doing as somebody who's in the job market and how to market yourself.
1: Do you think that companies, so I've talked to quite a few people in the last few months, and a lot of people, especially in HR, they are looking at candidates and they're saying that they may not necessarily, as far as when we're talking about hard and soft skills, they may be looking at the soft skills, because they're thinking that they can train them, but a lot of people don't have those soft skills. They may have the experience and the schooling, but they just don't fit in the team dynamic. So they're missing those soft skills. Whereas companies will say, okay, I take the soft skills. I can train them on the hard ones, but it's hard to find that person who will fit in our team dynamic that this person does. I think
0: that's a really good question. I think the answer is all over the board, right? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the company. I think it depends on the interviewer or the hiring manager. Some hiring managers are more, hey, I want my person to have five years' experience. I want them to be first in XYZ. Right. But other hiring managers are like, you know what? I'd like to have someone who's more junior so mm-hmm. I can bring them in and really groom them to the role. Mm-hmm. So, I think it just depends on the company and the hiring manager, in my opinion.
1: What do you think the future is looking like for HR professionals?
0: I think it's good. Because again, what I do know is that we as HR talent acquisition professionals, we add a ton of value to organizations. And so those organizations that did these layoffs are starting to see the value that we did have. And what I was referring to before From a risk and a compliance standpoint, that's just the basic things that we do as professionals, HR professionals, their necessity to keep an organization afloat. So I am seeing that companies are starting to say, "Uh uh-oh, we might have made a mistake. And I have seen an uptick in jobs. Not a lot, but some. So I do think come probably end of Q1, 2024, there's probably going to be a better outlook. So if, as long as you can pull up your bootstraps for the next few months, I do think there's going to be some great opportunities in the near future for those who are on the market.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing the same things too. I think that there's a lot of opportunities out there. I study a lot of the job boards here in Canada. There's a lot of HR jobs out there. Yes, there's some of them that are looking for 5, 10 years experience with a bachelor's. So some people may not have those, but as far as the general consensus is that there is a lot of opportunity out there and we just have to continue looking. I spoke to a couple of HR people and there is a lot of companies who are going the hybrid remote route. One particular person that I know is in HR. She just got hired recently and she lives out in Calgary and the company that she works for is in Toronto. She's been at the company for about a year now. And going very very well, working from home. So, I think from what she saw when she was looking, those opportunities were out there. So, I think that companies are going to be a little bit more open to that as well, especially for recruiting. You could be a recruiter. I know some companies that have a recruiter, some handle the West and some handle the East Coast. So, you don't need to have them right in the office. You need them to be in those areas so they want to meet with that person face-to-face they can go to meet them but if you're in Vancouver and when the person's in Ottawa then they can't do that. Zoom it's nice to have that face-to-face sometimes as well.
0: Yeah I agree I think again it depends on the company whether they're open to remote roles but I think what you'll see is those job openings that are for remote and or hybrid with maybe a one, two days in the office. Those are the ones that have an influx, like an over influx of people applying to them. And so there's definitely ways for candidates to stick out for those roles. Because again, how do you stick out? When there's a thousand people applying to a role within 24 hours, right. it's really hard.
1: Yeah, it sure is. It sure is for sure. What are some ways you can help job seekers in the job market today?
0: Oh boy. Are you ready? I've got a whole bunch
1: and I'm <laughs> happy to, if somebody has questions or whatever, they can find me on LinkedIn
0: and, and we can chat about some things to you because I could talk about this for probably two hours. But first and foremost, Regardless of what someone says, someone will go look at your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn is your first impression as well as your resume. Mm -hmm. It needs to be strong. Your about me section on it needs to have some really good information there. Use keywords. Keywords are so big. So if you're looking for a talent acquisition role in the tech sector, that needs to be in your about me space. Make sure that you have your experience. And it's not just your experience. Have some stuff that actually quantifies what you've done. Make sure that your licensing and your certifications are up to date. So if you have your PHR, your SPHR, or whatever it is, make sure that it's there. And then also it's important that you have up-to-date recommendations. People look at your... LinkedIn, they'll say, okay, this person hasn't been recommended by anybody in five years. So what the heck have they been doing? Nobody really likes them? No, that's not the case. We just aren't very comfortable with going and asking for recommendations. But keeping those up to date, someone says, oh, this person is still relevant, right? It's important to, if you are looking for a role, activate that says open to work. You can use the banner or not. There's two ways to do it. You can do it without it or not. But Again, if you want a recruiter to find you, make sure that you're open to work. And also, there are so many ways in which you can find people who work for the organizations that you're interested using LinkedIn. I definitely recommend as you're looking for roles or you're looking for your next step that you put together a list of the top. 15, 25 companies that you're interested in working at. So then go to LinkedIn, find that company, follow that company. And you can also, some companies, if you go to the about section of the company, you roll down and it'll have an I'm interested button on it. If you click on that button, it sends an alert to the recruiters at that company saying this person's interested. If you apply to a job that they have, you'll get knocked up to the top of their list. Mm. I think those are some things you can do from a LinkedIn perspective, things that I think you can do from other perspectives when it comes to your resume, have a few of them. When you see a job that you're really interested in, definitely take a look, add some of those keywords in there. As they're using ATSs, which is the applicant tracking systems, they can actually put in keywords in their system and pull up people's resumes that have specific keywords in it. Every role or every person who does apply to a role does get looked at. So an ATS doesn't take away from that. But if you want to put yourself at the top 10%, utilize that. Look at the job description, pull out keywords, put them in your resume for sure. Another thing you can do using LinkedIn is network. I can't say that enough. Mm -hmm. I may not know anybody at the organization, but that doesn't mean Andrew doesn't know somebody at that organization. Have him introduce you. And if you need to, blanket emails. Like you don't even have to know them, but send them an email. Tell them you're interested. I did hear another crazy fact that if you can find someone at the organization who went to the university that you went to, connect with them. They are the top way to get into an organization. Funny enough, I had no idea until I recently heard that. And I was like, wow, that's stellar. But most people who work for a company, they have a lot of pride in their university and they will most likely say, Hey, this person's from my university. Like I would love for them to work here too. It's one of the top ways to get it, to get into an organization. You can actually go onto the company. And as you go onto the people, uh, section of the company, You can filter by university. If someone has that university on their LinkedIn profile, they'll pop up there and then you can send them messages. Hey, um, I went to Purdue. So I would message them and say, hey, fellow Boilermaker, I'm interested in position XYZ. Any way that you could talk to me about the company and maybe pass me along to the hiring manager. It's good stuff. Again, there are so many different ways that you can actually put yourself above the other thousand people that applied for that remote job that you're interested in. And I'm happy to share more if you want.
1: Yeah, I would love that. We could probably make a list of that stuff and we could probably put it in the, in the show notes for people as well. So they could check it out and look at some stuff for sure. If you could choose one word to describe yourself, what word would that be?
0: I'm going to go with resilience. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because as many times as we get knocked down, and this is personally and professionally, you still always get back up and you probably get back up stronger than you were when you were knocked down in the first place. I'm going to say resilient is my word of the day, Mm -hmm. maybe of the week.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say you're resilient for sure. I would say friendly too, outgoing. I'd probably use those words. Uh, from absolutely, our conversations—they're very friendly, outgoing. We like to kid around too. It's always fun, for sure.
0: Yes, yes, and, he, and I'm definitely not the typical HR person you, you think of. So I definitely pride myself on being that person too. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's all about building rapport, right? I think you're absolutely. You know, I think if you can build rapport with people, I think it's uh, super important.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: Any final thoughts today?
0: Yeah, again, this conversation is really, it's like peeling back an onion. There's so many things that we could talk about. I know that you and I are both on the same page when it is to making sure that we're helping people and really wanting people to find their path when it comes to this job market. And I'm opening myself up for if anybody does need extra help or wants to just chat about where they are. I'm happy to do so. And I'm sure that between you and I, we, we can tackle some of these things and help get some of our colleagues new jobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I see somebody that's saying that they're looking for work, I ultimately right away, let me know if I can help in any way. I know there's people out there that are coaches that can help as well, but I'm always willing to see if I can help out in any way because I think we've all been in that situation and it's not a fun situation to be in i think it's important to help out whenever we can for sure
0: awesome yes i definitely want to put myself out there because again you're right it's not fun and i may know somebody who can get somebody in the door and i'm happy to do whatever i can do to to partner with those who are in need
1: i want to take the time to thank you for coming on today it was a fun topic I do believe that you're right, that we can delve in. There's many different directions that we can go in this. Don't be a stranger. We definitely plan on having you back on down the line here and the listeners will enjoy it for sure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so very much. And again, happy to have continued conversations about this topic or anything HR related. And feel free to reach out to me, anybody who may be listening who just wants to add me to their network happy to do so
1: wonderful well on behalf of myself and my guest sarah i would like to thank you all for taking the time to listen today and until next time be safe and remember that if we all work together we can accomplish you have been listening to let's be diverse with andrew stout to stay up to date with future content hit subscribe